Welcome to episode 10 of the Chaotic Goodness Podcast, during which we prove dice do have memories. Let the chaos begin. We continue with Flossie and Rin discussing Gideon's chances of recovery in the hospital. While Rin, Flossie and Dr. Ezekiel wait with Gideon and hope for a speedy recovery, Hentol struggles with his encounter with another of his kind and retreats deep within himself. Join me as we see what happens next with the crew. So, uh, my, my uncle is looking at at Gideon right now, mm-hmm. um, and he's going to work on him. Okay, um, how how does it look? Uh, he says it looks okay. So I'm, you know, let, let's stay positive. Good vibes and so, all that. Should we start looking for another person to, or or should we wait? Give him time. Yeah, let's give okay. him time. Yeah, okay. let's let's see if he makes it first. It yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. You know what? Um, chicken butt. <laughs> <laughs> No, chicken thigh. Anyway, so um, is Zeke with you? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So can you can you uh, tell him what's up and yeah, you know, get over here. Yep. We'll okay, drop good. it off and we'll come on over. Okay, great. See you soon. Uh huh. All bye right. Bye. bye. Time passes, and I'm assuming everybody is going to gather at the hospital. Yes. I'll uh, I'll be on the ship. You'll be in the ship. Okay. <laughs> Safeguarding the sputum. Hence, <laughs> you walk onto the ship. And you you see that you have new cargo, and you check the manifest. How does Hentall react to this? Casual indifference, like the fuck. Right. Okay. And Valhalla is there, which we still need to figure out what Valhalla is. We don't know what type of pet he is. Let's see if anyone's found him. He's a six-legged monstrosity, right? But we don't know what his race or anything. Like we the six-legged monstrosity is his the name of his race. So you can you can do some soul searching and search the sector net. Yes. For information. Those okay. Are two tasks. We will get to that later. So the three of you, Flossie, Rin, and Dr. Arthur Ezekiel the third, are in the hospital. I like that he uses my full name. I know. It's so <laughs> fancy. We're in a hospital. It's just right. fancy. And you all are you you're ushered into the, the waiting area, mm-hmm. obviously, because they're going to start extracting Gideon from this cryotube. You three are in there. Gideon is going under the knife shortly. What do you all do? Drink coffee and pace. Which one of you is very worried? Flossy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Definitely yeah. Flossy. Okay. So Flossy is the most worried. So beasts. So Flossy, you being the most worried, how do you? And the rest of the crew would know this. Like when Flossy's very nervous, what does she do? So Flossy sharpens her throwing knives. When she's particularly nervous. In the waiting room of a hospital. Of okay. course. Okay. Yeah, why not? So <laughs> so you're you're sharpening your knives and a small child watches you do that and he's very curious about what you're doing. How do you react? Hey buddy, you wanna see how these work? The child runs away scared. Oh, it must be this new scar. It is kind of fresh. <laughs> you asked a child if they wanted to see how a knife works. So the three of you are, are waiting, and Flossie's very worried. So what? So Ren is drinking coffee and pacing. What is Doctor Ezekiel doing? 
honestly, <laughs> he's probably not paying much attention. That's kind of neat. Oh, I wonder what's going on over here. Um, so, so you're more uh, focused on the the hospital aspects and yeah, professional curiosity, right? You okay. know, chat up a nurse or two. Oh, okay. what's going on in room seventeen? Oh, yeah. Well. Confidentiality. <laughs> I'm a doctor. Yeah, yeah, you're not just a blat. That's a HIPAA violation. <laughs> HIPAA only applies in North America on Earth. This conversation is broken up by a a medical assistant android that approaches you, the three of you. And we haven't introduced androids into this world yet, but let's talk about that very quickly. So androids in this world, do they are they obvious? Do they look... Is there something about them that makes them look obviously mechanical, or are they more, like, designed to look close like humans or any other alien species? On this particular planet, they... Um, they can look like either of the dominant species. Um, you can actually look at their eyes and they kind of reflect so that you can, you can tell in that way. Okay. So a prospective person can tell that this is an Android. Right. Okay. So an Android walks to you, walks up to you looking like, you know, human ish. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Comes up to you. It's, uh, looks female, got like a, a professional, like short cut blonde hair, uh, you know, nice kind of clothing, obviously in some car, some sort of like nursing position, like well, nice scrubs. We'll say that because androids like cleanliness. Approaches you and says, uh, "Are are you part of Gideon's crew?" Yes. I have some news. Okay. Uh, the doctors managed to extract Gideon from the cryo chamber. However, the chamber has malfunctioned, and he, uh, Gideon is currently unresponsive. Oh. Um, is there any brain activity? All signs point to him being in a coma. It is undeterminable when he will come out of said coma. Can you take me to him? I will have to get the, the attending physician's permission. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's that would Linus, be Linus, right? So the android spaces out for a second and then snaps back to reality. Says, "You're only you. You're allowed to come in." Okay. I'm on my way. Okay. And the android gives uh Dr. Ezekiel and Ran a, a little polite bow and then leads Flossie back to the room. I'm going to find an information no person, not just a kiosk, but like a person to talk to and see if I can track down who's responsible for purchasing for the hospital. Okay. So you are wheeling and dealing. Yes. Okay. We will address we will, that later. We will address that later. Uh, so Flossie goes to check on Gideon. Hental's on the ship. Dr. Arthur is wandering off for uh, accounts payable. And so Rin is left alone with coffee. What is she doing? Um, this is like a waiting room area? Yes, there is. I mean, it's just like any kind of hospital, even in the future. Hospitals mm-hmm. are hospitals. There's a waiting area. There's snack machines. There's a cafeteria in the building. There's somebody you could tell about the bullet in your leg, too. Yeah. Bullet's gone. Yeah. There's a chapel. Several chapels. There's lots of faiths. Interesting. Um, is... Uh, I, I'm going to see if I can get a person or two to play cards with. 
Okay, so you chat up random people in the waiting room and play cards. Okay, that works. Sure. Okay, Flossie, you are brought into the room where Gideon is. He's laying down in the hospital bed. They put him, uh, he's in ICU, so he's okay. under observation. So there's, he's in kind of like, almost like a private corner area where you, you know, you close the, the curtains. Well, I guess it would be like a force field or something. Right. And they get some kind of privacy in there. Not to interject, but would 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 you say that his life was either saved or destroyed by science at this point? Uh, at this point, it's a toss-up over which one it is. So I guess that is everybody getting an experience point. Yes. Because Gideon's life is so, either going to be saved so or destroyed five, by science. But if you spent four of them to gain a new skill, then you back down to one. Yes. In between episodes, we did uh, get more XP and did some downtime. Where people got skills, and we will handle that when it comes up. So when you use your new skill, let me know. Flossie is brought in. There's Dr. Linus is in there. Uh, Gideon is laying down. He's hooked up to a lot of machines. You hear like slow beeping as you know his his heart monitor is going on, and the doctor looks over at you, and he says, "So Gideon is in a coma." Okay. Usually, if somebody comes out of a coma within a couple of days to a week, things are fine. If it takes longer than that, uh, like about a month, and they come out of it, there's irreversible brain damage. Typically, if it's longer than a month, the majority of people do not come out of comas. So at this point, it is a waiting game. Okay. Is there anything that I might be able to do to help? There might be. I know that you have the gift and some abilities. Have you figured out how to touch minds yet? No. Well, I can get into people's minds, um, but I haven't been able to communicate with mine. Well, this might be a good opportunity for you to practice because we've done everything that we can and we're not bringing him out. It's And I tried to detect him and it seems like he's hiding. So maybe somebody he trusts can bring him out. Yeah, that sounds like Gideon. I'm going to um, put my hands on either side of Gideon's head and see if I can get in there first. Speaking of uh, new skills that we got, you are, didn't you opt to take telepathy? Telepathy. And this would yes. be what you are using. So is there a role for this? First, uh, she's going to probe. Okay. To get into his brain. And then hopefully once she has connected with him, she will try her telepathy skill uh, with her uncle's guidance because he does have. Uh, he's also a psychic, and he does have the telepathy skill, so he can hopefully guide her. So teach you. Okay. Right. And this would be how you develop it. Okay, exactly. so roll for probing first. A seven. So you succeed. He's he's in there, but he's very... Let's see. This is a mixed success. He's very deep in there. Mm -hmm. Like, he's extraordinarily hard to reach. Okay. Do I... Um, are there any thoughts at all that I can detect? You can detect. What can I see? You can detect a mind, 
but you can't detect any activity, which is odd for you. I mean, I, I mean, you've probably never probed anybody in a coma before. No. <laughs> okay. He's definitely in there, but he's not moving, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. So what do you have to roll for telepathy? Absolutely nothing. Okay. Uh, she only has to focus. It says, with a moment of focus, you can communicate mentally with someone within line of sight, communicate mentally with someone you know well. Uh, sense the general life force, health, and emotional state of everyone within a given area. Oh, wow. Okay. So you, you close your eyes and you, uh, you enter his mind. Mm -hmm. And as you close your eyes, you open up your eyes and you're somewhere else. The sound of seabirds and the fuzzy sound of tides fill your ears as you find yourself on a pink sand beach. High overhead, in a sky accented by purple, hangs a ringed planet looming large through breaks in the clouds. A breeze that carries with it the scent of salt air and driftwood catches you in the face and plays with your hair as you gaze along the shore. The beach is empty save for a lone figure sitting on a large weathered log, motionless. As you approach, you see the blonde, unkempt hair and youthful features of Gideon Nyko as he stares intently out towards the ocean, his unblinking gaze almost as unsettling as his unmoving posture that he's seated in. So I walk up behind Gideon and I put my hand on his shoulder. When you put your hand on his shoulder, he startles a little bit and he, he looks around and he sees you and he says, Flossy, hi. Hey. Hey. When he looks around... Where, where are we? Uh, we are inside your head at the moment. Uh, say again. Inside your head. This is your fantasy at the moment. It's really pretty. Yeah, this is kind of weird. When I was a when I was a kid, I found a picture of a beach that looked like this, and I would just kind of pretend I was there when things got. Well, that makes a lot of sense because yeah. things are a bit too much right now. Yeah? Yeah. What do you mean you're in my head? <laughs> See, that's kind of a little bit the complicated part. So you are in a hospital, and you are in a coma, and we're working really hard to get you out of that coma, but we need your help. And this is the part where I find out this is all just a dream, right? Right. Okay. But my hand is still on his shoulder, trying to sort of ground him a little bit. So Gideon stops. He he looks like he's thinking for a minute. He goes, "Okay, so let's 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 say I believe you." Okay. And I'm actually in a coma in a hospital and not on this beach that I've never seen before. Right. What do you mean you you can't get to me? You're here. The doctors haven't been able to wake you up. So, I'm trying it my way. So you're trying to get me to wake up? Yes. And I'm in a coma? Correct. What happens if I don't get out of this coma? Exactly that. You don't get out of the coma. He looks around and goes, that doesn't sound all that bad, actually. This place is kind of nice. For now, but it would go away. I don't, I'm not sure I, I want to go back. I mean, for argument's sake, let's say I am in a coma. Right. I mean, like I said, this seems pretty nice right now. And out there is... It kind of sucks out there. Sometimes. Yeah, no, a lot of time For me, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you know this about me. I'm on the run. I'm a fugitive. You and me both. Yeah. It's not fun being hunted every day of your life. 
I don't know. It's kind of exciting. Yeah, for you. Yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm delicate. <laughs> I can't handle that. You are a beautiful flower. However, we miss you. Who misses me? All of us. All of you, even Zeke. Yes. The, yes. The ship definitely misses you. Wade misses you. Wade thinks we're all quite boring. He likes you better than he likes us. Well, yeah, I, I saved him. So the, there would be some kind of attachment there. And now I'm saving you. We haven't figured that one out yet. Oh, no, we have. You're coming. No, if I don't, no, if yes. I don't come back, it's not like I'll, I'll be beyond caring, won't I? Well, whatever happens when you die, I, I don't know what happens then. But it's either die or come back to us and, you know, we keep having fun and... I'm not going to argue theology with you, but out, like I said, out there, it's a lot of fear and a lot of pain for me. And it's nice and calm and soothing here. Mm-hmm. But it's not real. Well, aren't things as real as you make them? Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, he pokes you in the head and the forehead's like, you seem pretty real to me. You are... You have a very vivid imagination. Yeah, I could be dreaming this. Yeah, technically you are. Flossie, you are trying to convince Gideon to come out of this coma, so you're going to have to give me an influence roll. Ooh, so 13. That, 13. That is a phenomenal success. Okay, so <laughs> all joking aside, all in seriousness, you say something that touches Gideon in a way that convinces him to come out of this coma and wake up. What do you tell him? We need you, Gideon. You're family to us. We can't... How can we do this without you? You have to come back to us. You need me? Of course we need you. We're family, all right? It's really nice, actually. All right. All right. I'll 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 give it one more shot. Just one more? Well, we'll see what ha- if I end up in a coma again because how do- I'll try Wait, again. How did I end up in a coma, by the way? We'll talk about that later. It's complicated. Was that your plan B? It's like I'm not going to tell you how I got in the coma until you get out of the coma. No. Oh. But I don't see any reason to traumatize you at the moment. My goal is to keep you alive. Because again, we need you. Just, just tell me this: how how bad off is my body? How much pain am I going to be in if I wake up? Not any at all, because there are great drugs here. You sound like Zeke. Sorry, okay. my right. my okay. Okay. uncle is a doctor, and he's the one taking care of you, and he's awesome. Okay, I promise. All right, so I'm okay. Fine, fine. I'm going to wake up. How how do I do this? I've never been in a coma before. How do I wake up? <laughs> Hang on. Tell you what. Hold my hand. We'll okay. go together. He stands up. You offer your, your hands to him. He puts both of his hands in your hands. So you're, you're, you're holding both of each other's hands. You ready? Uh, do I have to click my heels or something? No, just hold my hands and follow me. Okay, so he, he closes his eyes real tight. And I start walking. Okay, and... We walk away from the beach. Okay. Is there anybody else in the crew that is in in the room now? Does anybody want to be there? Okay, so let's let's talk coma coma effective time dilation. How much time 
actually passed while you were having your 20-minute conversation? Four hours. There we go. That's your answer. It's been four hours. Anybody who was wondering what the heck is going on would walk in, check on Gideon, and see Gideon laying in the bed hooked up to machines. Flossie is standing behind him with both of her hands on either side of his head with her eyes closed and look like she she has a look of deep concentration on her face. Is there any point where I would have been, if I came back into the room, that um, Dr. Linus, Dr. Uncle Linus... (laughs) was also in the room well yeah there would be because it's it's an icu unit it's open but also he has like a private corner and everything so if you're approaching and everything he would be he's in there attending and everything he'd see you coming and he'd be available to talk but if you're headed over there he would probably stop you and say you know Flossie is trying to get your friend out well, yeah, but I, I'm looking at what you have him on, and I don't think this is the right for his right for his physiology. He looks over at the the monitors. Is like, what do you mean? Well, the drug combination is not going to give me an expertise roll. Eight, eight total. Eight total. Okay, so you succeed. It's a mixed success. So you, you know what? I'll say that you're right, but you come across as an asshole. I'm fine with that. I know you're fine with that. So you 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 explain to him while he's looking at the the monitors and everything, and, and Linus is oh he looks at it goes okay, thank you, doctor. You're welcome, doctor. He uh, goes to the monitor and he's entering in various orders and stuff on the touchpad. All I'm saying is Gideon is not one of the mixed species on this planet. You were right. The mid mixture was a little bit off. Fine. Uh, Flossie, you are talking to Gideon. Uh, Ren, it's been four hours. Are you playing cards for four hours? Yes. Okay. Hental. Still on the ship four hours later? Yeah. Decompressing, figuring out what the hell's going on in my headspace and casually browsing the net to uh, figure out what Valhalla is. We We will get to that. And... Dr. Arthur, you you have that, you confer with Dr. Linus, and is that it? Do you leave? Do you stick around? I'll, I'll stick around. If if the doctor has made one mistake already, then... Okay. So you, there's a, since Flossie's not using it, there's a chair by Gideon that you can just kind of sit in and, I guess, search the se- search the, surf the sector net on your data pad while you're waiting. And after a little bit of time... Uh, Flossie's head snaps up and her eyes open and Gideon wakes oh, his eyes open as the, the heart monitor thing starts picking up. As soon as I know she's paying attention. Do you know that they were going to kill him? Uh, I w- was not going to let that happen. No, I mean, while he was in the after, after they tried to save him. Who was going to kill him? How about we not talk about this right now? Okay, no, all I'm saying is that I probably saved his life. That's good. I'm really tired, though. Um, Can we maybe talk about this later? Who? Who's that? Gideon is, he's looking around, but he's not tracking much right now. He's like, everything's all fuzzy. Where am I? You are in a hospital. A hospital where they tried to kill you. No, No, they didn't. what? (laughs) Nobody tried to kill you. 
if I hadn't caught the, the, the mistake they made, it would have killed him. I'm sure it would have been caught. Um, okay. But can we not talk about this right now? Yeah, it's at, kind of a delicate situation. At, at this point, other medical personnel comes in and, and sees that Gideon's awake, and they, they, they check him and everything, and he's doing fine. His, his uh, vital signs are getting stronger. So it looks like Gideon has come out of a coma, and he is on the mend. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Yay. Everyone sounds so happy. I'm happy. Rin. Oh, I'll call no, Rin. Nobody's told me, so... Um. Uh, at this point, that android <laughs> comes out and, and looks looks over, sees you, and yeah, she, she kind of comes over to you and says, uh, Miss Hudson, mm, yep. your friend is awake. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Are you upset that you have to leave a good hand of cards behind? Uh, I say goodbye to the people I've been playing with, which I'm sure has varied. Well, they, they appreciated the company and the time to get their mind off of their own problems. I so. was teaching them a game of cards uh, specific like to card my home game. planet. Okay. Uh, light gambling. Okay. So you go in and you see, you know, Gideon is, is getting checked out by doctors and stuff. Uh, Ezekiel and Flossie are already in there. And Gideon is awake and he's the, the bed is up. He's sitting up and he his eyes have cleared a little bit. Rin walks in. Rin, hey, I'm in a hospital. I, yeah. How yeah. did I? Oh, wait. How did I end up in the hospital, Flossie? We brought you here. Yeah. Okay. Why am I? Why was I in a coma? Okay. Somebody else take it from here. Okay. I'll, I'll be back. I got to I got to go. I'll. Yeah, I'll be back. Uh, Hental, you are uh, searching. You you did some soul searching. Now you are searching the sector net, and you are trying to find information on what kind of animal Valhalla is. So I need you to give me a sector net roll, and we're going to use the rules from far beyond humanity for that. Let me look them up. Expertise. Can I use metal on that one? It's nice. probably no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Seeking information is an assessment using interface. Uh, seven? Seven. So you get... Let's see. That is an assessment roll at a seven. Okay. So interesting information about the subject. So the species of the animal is... What was it? Uh, we mentioned it before. Vombatus rufus. Vombatus. It's considered a Vombatus rufus. Other than that, not a whole lot of information is known. They're extremely rare animals. Okay. Are they uh, poisonous? Uh, it's or venomous. Commonly believed not to be so. Oh, do, what do they eat? Are there is that like is it like a wiki for this thing? Uh, the only thing that's known. So finding um, no, there's no wiki. I mean, it's it's extraordinarily uh, rare information. But from skeletons that have been found. And looking at their teeth, it is uh, it, it is theorized that they are omnivores. Okay. And let's see. There, there's some debate about whether or not they have fur. This one does appear furry. Yes. Valhalla is there, kind of nuzzling up against your legs as you are looking up what the hell he is. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you're looking at the sector net, and you're like, the one thing they neglected to say is you're so goddamn adorable. <laughs> so uh, basically, well, that that could be interesting information too. All you get is like they found remains in like outer rim areas, far flung places of space, and not a whole lot is known about this species. Is are there any like? Since we're on like a civilized planet with a hospital, are there any xenobiologists at this hospital? I'm pretty sure you could find one. I'm going to look up in their directory and see if there's any xenobiologists. Give me another interface role. I'm just throwing out big words because they sound good. Also, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. Eight. Okay. Eight. It looks like an eight. Interesting information about the subject. So, yes, you do manage to find... In this sector of space, there's actually um, an authority on xenobiology based here. Sweet. I'm going to try to call that authority on xenobiology. Okay. So are you, you're calling, you're, you're giving them information about Valhalla and... I'm going to see if I can, like, you know, just chat about. I'm assuming we have, you know, okay. video communication. Okay. So Valhalla. Be like, dude, I found this. What the hell is it? So uh, basically, to, to give you the general gist of the conversation, this 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 particular animal is... A method of some de- uh, is a subject of some debate among xenobiologists about whether or not they actually existed or, or anything like that. So he's very excited, or you know what? She is very excited to to see Valhalla and say, like, "I would greatly love to study that beast if you are willing to permit me." All right, study. T- tell me everything about it. Like, is let's it- let's back up here. Let's define what you mean by study. Just run some tests. Uh, are you gonna hurt him? It, her. They don't have to be invasive tests. Maybe just we can start with a blood sample. By, by what measure is is a blood sample non-invasive? Well, it's better than dissecting. We'll just say that. Okay. okay. Yeah, sure. Where, so, where's your office? I can, I can, if you tell me where you're located, I see you're transmitting from a ship. If you tell me where you're located, I can send a graduate student to come collect samples. Don't let anybody on board the ship. No, I'm good. Oh, I'm fully aware of the uh the duplicitous cargo <laughs> i'll come to you it's fine i'm on my way out the door anyway i'll just bring valhalla with me okay so i'm i'm the the doctor uh sends you her office 236 yes her her address. K Street and you as you're talking and you, you pick up valhalla <laughs> valhalla growls and bites your hand ow that's do i have a kennel in here uh, that's not cool, bro. You're coming with. I'm gonna get down. Valhalla like, runs. How is he? I'm holding him. Oh, I <laughs> he have, bit your hand. I was holding him. Up. I, I have it. It's real. See, it's right next to me. Mm. I have him in my hand. He's trying to run, but he's he's biting at you. Metal roll. Boom. Give me, yeah, give me metal. See if you can hold on to a squirming. Probably not. Whatever this thing is. Ten. Well, you succeed completely. You don't. You don't get seriously hurt, and you stop it from wiggling. Okay, so you you deliver Valhalla. I'm taking one of the kennels we had. Okay. from the pet rescue mission we did, you know, a year and a half ago together, and I'm putting them in there and locking them in place. Like, why'd you bite me, bro? It's fucked up. Listen up, motherfucker. You're coming with me, whether you like it or not. So you gonna get guy. So Valhalla is not happy about this at all. But you put him in the kennel, and you 
deliver. They take fur clippings and samples and stuff. And Valhalla is very unhappy about this whole process. Okay. I'm going to also like, he was really cool up until this shit. So. And Valhalla is like just pouting and whimpering, just looking at you with really big, dewy eyes and give you this look. It's like, why? Why? I need to know. <laughs> Okay, and so the after they're done, the xenobiologist thanks you. You exchange information. Said if if we come across anything in our tests, we'll contact you. I'd really very much like to have an opportunity to study Valhalla. You named it. Oh yeah. Okay, and it more in depth because I mean this is this is this oh this is prime research. This is this is this will shake the foundations of xenobiology. Happy to help. Thank you so much, Mister Hentall. What 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 do I feed him when he's hungry? Well, uh, you know they they did manage to look at his teeth and everything goes down. Everything says that the Valhalla is an omnivore, so Bacon plants probably you don't probably don't want to overdo it. Okay, you might want to do more like plant matter type stuff um, and see. I'm sure if you have a selection of things, Valhalla will tell you what he likes, like most animals do. Okay. Okay, but thank you so much for allowing us the opportunity. Yeah, just yeah. Let me know what what's up, so you know. Absolutely, thank you so much. You're just very, Bye. very grateful and thankful about this. And then as you were leaving, you get a call from Flossie. Oh, you get you get a telepathic message from That's Flossie. Right. Your brain tickles. How far can you send a telepathic message? Forever and ever, apparently. Because it's like Star Wars. Yeah, there's uh, I can communicate mentally with someone I know. Well, there are no limitations on it. That is preposterously awesome. Isn't it fabulous? So, um, yeah, so your brain tickles and um, you hear Flossie's voice in your head going, hey, Fentac, Gideon's awake. What did you call him? What did you call me? What did, what did you just call me? You know what I called you. Stay out of my head. <laughs> it's comfy I'm in here. Putting my effort. Can, can I block? The, can I resist <laughs> this? Is that a thing I can do? Come on. Uh, I'm down here. I, without being a, without having psychic skills yourself, possibly not. We could say mm. that we, you know, we could, you know what? In things like this, there's some kind of substance or metal that blocks telepathy. Well, I'm sure we can find some. <laughs> We'll get, get you a, a magneto helmet. We'll get you a big Tin old foil. magneto helmet. Ten foil. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, got in my head, Charles. <laughs> Come on. Come on down here. I'll be down there and might stay out of my head. No. And so Hental heads on down there. Uh Dr. Zeke. Flossie, weren't you gonna call Hental? I did. No. He'll be here in just a moment. He just said. No. Yeah. Gideon, Gideon puts a hand on on your shoulder and just 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 let it go, man. Just just <laughs> he he pats you on the chest. He's like, "That's these are these are such good drugs." Wow. <laughs> uh, he's like he's just like he's waving his hand in front of his face right now. Hey, Gideon, tell me about that beach. What the beach? Yeah. Where did you see it? How do you know about the beach? Because I was there. No, I. I dreamt. I dreamt it. Yes, exactly. No. Where did you get that from? Oh, I found a picture on the in a magazine 
on the space station I grew up on. And it was a nice, the picture, there was nobody in it. I thought it was a nice place to go because I grew up surrounded by people. Ah, the whole solitude thing. Oh, God, yeah. Gotcha. Well, it's wow. really pretty. What is the, Zeke, what is the street name of this stuff? I don't know if you ever heard of Fuzzy Wuzzy on the street. Fuzzy Wuzzy? Fuzz, oh, man. So if you took Fuzzy Wuzzy and you cooked it down till it was pure. <laughs> so it wasn't fuzzy? <laughs> was it? So Steve is having a hard time keeping a straight face right now. If you cook Fuzzy Wuzzy down, if you purify it, um, this is pharmaceutical grade Fuzzy Wuzzy. <laughs> Pharmaceutical <laughs> great fuzzy wuzzy. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Oh. Oh. <sighs> okay. So, so Gideon's is like scientific name for it, Kofifi. <laughs> so Gideon is uh he just he closes his eyes and he, he has a big smile on his face, goes fuzzy wuzzy, and he drifts off to sleep. Which is why they call it that. And let's see. Rin. Gideon is asleep now? Well, you can wake up. He just kind of dozes off a little bit. He's doped up on drugs, so he'll wake back up. Ren. Fuzzy Wuzzy tends to give you the sleepy weepies. (laughs) (laughs) Nappy wappy time. (laughs) Ren will just squeeze squeeze your hand and say, well, I guess we don't need to find a replacement after all. And... Oh, whoa, that's harsh. (laughs) (laughs) But she has pressed a kind of like a medallion coin into your hand that she won while gambling. It's actually like just a a trinket from sightseeing that someone picked up. Absolutely worthless. But oh, to her, it looked really cool. It's a sentimental token. Okay, so he, you, you say that and Gideon realizes what you put in his hand and he just he keeps it on the down low. So he just kind of puts he puts his hand back under the covers and he just kind of it's like, like a laundromat token. <laughs> he doesn't. It'd be he hasn't really seen cool it if it was from the place where the beach is. Or a squished penny. <laughs> is that the Space Needle? Say <laughs> <a> Gatlinburg. <laughs> and and so I guess at this point Hintall comes in. With, hey, there you are. Oh, God, did you bring Valhalla in? No, no, it was okay, with a good. noticeable delay. Okay. Because so, I put Valhalla. I'm, he was he was snarky with me and bit me. He's going to stay in the kennel for a little bit. That's his point. But you brought him with you. No, he's on the ship in oh. the kennel. Oh, okay. Because he bit me. Okay, good, because animals aren't allowed in here. So you go walking in, Monkey and dog Gideon, thing. who is who is obviously hopped up on fuzzy wuzzies, is like, heads off! Wow, bro, you look like you're fucked up on Fuzzy Wuzzy. I feel so good right now. I bet you do. It's nappy wappy time. Oh, you should have wow. seen inside his stay head. Stay out of my head. Woo. You... What? No, stay out of my head. No, what? But I like it in there. Stop. It's comfy. What is going on between you two? <laughs> that is weird. What? Company I psychologist, know. Okay. I guess. I don't know. I know what that looks like. I get it. It's all good. Anyway, the Gideon's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, Flossie's like in my head or, or something, told me to come back, said something like, said that, and he's getting a little emotional, that we were like family. True story. Yeah. And I was kind of touching because, you know, 
I haven't seen my family in a while and it's nice that you guys are here and and <laughs> he just kind of <laughs> blows chunks of the side of the hospital bed. Oh, isn't that cute? Nurse? Uh, yeah, at this point. No, it's just a side effect of the fuzzy Don't worry, Gideon. I, I hate you less than anyone else on the crew, especially Flossie. Hey! That is so not cool. Just like a family. When I sober up, I'm going to parse that again. Okay. Well, I th- share my things with you, and that's how you treat at, me? At this point, uh, a nurse comes in, sees the mess that Gideon made, and says, okay, so I think it's time for Mr. Nyko to, to rest a little bit. Um, if you know the doctor is going to check on him maybe in the morning, and if everything looks good, we'll have a better idea about when he can be released. Okay. okay. Sounds good. Okay. She's kicking all of you out. And you too. No, I'm a doctor. Yeah, you're not a doctor. <laughs> yes, I know I'm being kicked out. Yes, okay. So you get ushered out. And as you all uh, leave, uh, everybody kind of goes off uh, ahead. I guess Hental, you want to, you, you hang a little. Do you, do you see Dr. Linus? Do you hang behind or do you just turn and go? I'll hang behind and talk to Linus for a moment. Okay, so you go. So the, the, I try to follow you. I want to pull him aside, away from Flossie, that shady, shady woman. I'm, I'm not shady. I'm going to spit in your scotch. I'm not even going to drink it. Just drooling it. I was planning on taking you back and sharing it with you, but if you're going to be rude to me, fine. Drool. Okay, so <sighs> Flossie, you get rebuffed. And so rude. Hence all you turn. So Linus sees them walk off and you stick behind so Lance comes up to you it's like well Gideon's okay now notice that good work thank you we would have missed him well if your crewmate didn't catch the uh, the issue with the medication things could have ended a little worse but do not tell him that it's very important. He never knows that. I don't think he needs to be told that. Okay. He's already acting like he knows. A right dick. But yeah. Fl- Flossie did a lot of the work, though. So uh, she's she's getting stronger. She was. Have you talked to her how to handle her powers yet? Does she know what she can and can't do? There's no talking to yeah, Flossie. <laughs> she, was, she was just mind reading me a few minutes ago. Okay, so we need to have a little discussion about ethics. Right. Okay, consent. There are lines. Yeah, I'll, I'll send. I'll shoot her a message. Oh. Your friend's fine. Looks like everybody's fine. Are Are you fine? I think I will be after a while. I need to come to terms with a lot of this. It's uh, shaking loose quite a few cobwebs, and. Uh, well, you know how delicate the process yeah. is. You know where to f- you know where to find me. I don't plan on going anywhere. All right. Unless anything you know, major emergency happens. Right. Makes sense. Would it be too much to ask for a goodbye hug? Not at all. Okay. So Linus gives you a hug. A warm embrace. So it's a very warm, loving embrace. And I guess you ended at that. And we, everybody goes back to the ship. After a couple of days, Gideon is right as rain. He can rejoin the crew and you go off on another adventure. Thanks for listening to the show. We'd like to give thanks to Another Dead Weirdo, Sulfuric, Peace Loving Games, Tabletop Audio, and of course to all of our fans and listeners. We love you. 
couple of announcements here real quick. Uh, we are still soliciting jump points. So if you have an idea for a story seed for us, you can check out our website, chaoticgoodnesspodcast.com for information on that. And also, the Chaotic Goodness Podcast is looking for artists. If you're interested in drawing a project for us, for our commission, please get in contact with us at contact at chaoticgoodnesspodcast.com. People of color and LBGQ plus uh, will be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Hello, listeners. My name is Scott. And I'm the host and DM for Seasons of Skyrend, a custom D&D actual play podcast. We focus on the stories of our characters as they face difficult choices and uncover the secrets of a world where rulers and gods exercise their will as they see fit. Join us and follow our stories every week on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. We're also on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. That's Skyrend, S-K-Y-R-E-N-D. And with that, we'll bring this promo to a close. But the story will always continue.